liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show, kicking off another wonderful work week. But uh, I, I have to ask you, Mark, um, when is the next holiday? Because we've had three weeks in a row now, I think. <laughs> See, or is this our third? Yeah, that would be, I'm looking at it here, Labor Day. Yeah. Two weeks from today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two weeks. All right. So, wow. I think if we, if we play our cards right, we can get a five-day weekend out of that. <laughs> Done and done. All right. The story of a uh, dog chasing a bear. Mm. Not as odd as one yeah. might think. No. I mean, we have stories of heroic pets doing amazing things. Sure, yeah. So when you see a story, and, and anymore because of all of it, not all, I hate when I say that. You know, when I'll say, everybody's got this. Everybody, no, everybody doesn't have that. Right. You know, yeah. somebody might not have a smartphone. They might. That's they true. might. That's be, true. Because yeah. a lot of smartphones are operated by dumb people. So there you go. <laughs> Dave, arm up in the air right now. But anyway, having a camera at the yeah. ready, you know, yeah. it's so funny because we usually see things now instead of just hearing about them. Right. So true. when you have a story that says Pomeranian chases bear through Colorado neighborhood, uh-huh. my first thought is, where's the video? Uh huh. Well, the Colorado woman's home security camera captured this video of the That's moment where it is. that a black <laughs> bear wandering through her neighborhood was chased off by a neighbor's small dog. The Castle Rock resident said her wise security camera captured video of the bear at about 2.30 a.m. last Wednesday. The footage shows the bear fleeing past the camera's o- camera owner's home. Moments later, the cause of the bear's distress is revealed. A Pomeranian puppy chasing after the bear. The the homeowner said the dog belongs to her neighbor. Colorado Parks and Wildlife warned residents that bears in the state are becoming more active as they prepare for hibernation. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Apparently that bear was not that hungry. Otherwise, the Pomeranian would have been an, an hors d'oeuvre, you know? <laughs> well, that's the thing about small dogs is that you, and you know this because you've got yes. a pack of small dogs, right? Yes, they all think they believe they are 10 feet tall and bulletproof and they yep. will just bark at anything. Snarl, bark, growl. Mm-hmm. And the bigger dogs like Hank will just go, Oh, that's cute. Uh, and you know, yeah, that's what he did. Gizmo is paralyzed. He, he's crippled. You know, yes. his back legs don't work. And this dude, he, I thought at some point we'll be able to, inter- you know, he and Hank will get along because when Hank was a puppy, Gizmo was whatever. But mm. no, it's just, and Hank, thankfully, this English bulldog that is 75 pounds, <laughs> um, he he tolerates it. You know, he looks right, yeah. oh, you know, like you said, that's cute. But, you know, he takes <laughs> his paw and puts it on him and just stay here, my little buddy. It's like Gilligan and the Skipper, you know, just just lays a hand on it lays a paw on him and says you just calm down buddy just hang on yeah calm down and gizmo the whole time (laughs) like you know 10 feet tall and bulletproof yes yep (laughs) even when he's underneath the 75 pound english bulldog he's still growling get off me i'll show you who's boss liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know it is good to be here we appreciate you and and thank you for joining us and we try every day to ask you to share with somebody just on your social media hey listening to the mark and mac show liferadio.fm love it uh, meanwhile back at the ranch where i've always wondered where is that ranch because there's yeah. a lot of stuff happening over there you know <laughs> right while you guys are over here digging a tunnel under a bank they're having fun <laughs> back at the ranch so um a Japanese town is doing something kind of interesting, Mark. Mm-hmm. They broke a Guinness World Record. What is that? It's, it's, a, it's a major award. 
Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamb. <gasps> yep, they broke a, a Guinness World Record <laughs> with their annual summer festival when a team of chefs used local potatoes to cook up the world's largest croquette. The town of Asabu in the Hokkaido region has cooked up jumbo croquettes at its summer festival since 2004, <laughs> and this year's finished product earned the Guinness World Record when it weighed in at 615 pounds. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The team used 551 pounds of May Queen potatoes, a variety native to the region, as well as 110 pounds of ground beef, 200 eggs, and a large amount of onions. The previous record set in the Netherlands, was 497.8 pounds. The finished croquette was cut into about 1,300 portions and served to festival attendees. Wow. All I could think of is, isn't that a game? <laughs> croquet? No. <laughs> well, the, the, little, the little croquet balls were crunchy, but yeah. the onions made it, made, it, made it worth it while, you know? <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the uh, mark and mac show and mark when i saw this story in the mix today mm. i thought we had um something similar not that long ago and i remember when we were talking about it it wouldn't okay if you today have money in your bank account. And a lot of us, I was thinking, most of us get uh, a statement to like our phone. You know, we were getting an immediate thing if you get a deposit in your bank account. Not everybody, but I know I do. And one of our accounts, it goes directly to my phone. You know, it's the one we use for everything. Right. And so I know when, you know, I, put it this way. It's pretty helpful if you get hacked and somebody steals your number. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, because if 1201, ding, 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 people are minute. spending money. I yeah. did not buy a new pair of Nikes in New Jersey. I, I was not there. Not yes. at not at 1203 a.m. That's, That's right. Sure. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so. I have that, you know, we have this, that, that's the account we use for just about everything. And it has deposits and all that. So if a deposit happened in that account for $30,000, I would know, mm -hmm. um, a, I don't have any rich relatives. So, <laughs> you know, they didn't die and leave it to me. Right. You know, it's <laughs> just the only mistake. thing that can be is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if it's a mistake, you don't go and withdraw and start spending it no, because no, the a that's dishonest mm -hmm. and B they are going to want it back, okay? Yep. Just throwing it out there. And because it's dishonest, I think it earns this. No! <laughs> a Northeast Georgia man has been sentenced for spending part of a $31,000 check that was mistakenly deposited into his bank account. 18-year-old Stephen Fields was sentenced to 10 years of probation and is ordered to pay restitution to a 70-year-old victim of the same name who lives in the sm same small town. Madison oh, wow. County Sheriff's officials said in March 2014 that Fields was charged with theft after a bank teller accidentally deposited a check for about $31,000 into his account that was intended for another customer also named Stephen Fields. After receiving the mistaken deposit, the 18-year-old withdrew $20,000 and then made $5,000 in purchases with his ATM card. When he tried to take out more money, the next day, the bank informed him of the error and called police. 
Wow. <laughs> the police report states, I informed Mr. Fields that the bank wanted the money back as soon as possible. Mr. Fields stated that he would go to the bank and talk with uh, Ms. Bryant there and try to settle the situation without going to jail. <laughs> Authorities said Fields spent the money at a car dealership, various stores, and a fast food restaurant. Authorities are hoping to auction off the BMW convertible Fields purchased. Wow. Okay. <laughs> The bank wanted the money back as soon as possible. Right. Okay. Well, as soon as possible, I'll get on that. All right. <laughs> so, you know, if we're playing that game, uh, you'll get the money back. That's why they gave him 10 years probation. Yeah. Because he's going to have to pay all this. He'll have that, that time period where as long as he's making restitution, he'll stay out of the clink. Right. Yeah. Because if he goes to jail, he's never going to have the money to pay it back. That's the bottom true. Line. Yeah. Plus, yeah, he, he but, kind of like to drive that 20 grand around for a while. <laughs> yeah. It ain't happening. Bless his heart. Mm-mm. Yeah. You, you know, know what? If you're that stupid, man, come on. And I'm thinking, you and I, we've talked about looking at cars like on Facebook Marketplace and things like yeah. in places like that. And how much of a BMW can you buy? for for less than 20 grand you know right now yeah i'm thinking he bought a z3 convertible that i want but you know (laughs) he may have a z3 1991 or 2000 it's going to be a four thousand dollar vehicle that to be honest with you you may as well take it back to the pawn shop where Mm -hmm. you should have bought it if that's what he bought he really should have looked how much looked up how much the tires cost because (laughs) when it comes time to replace the the tires he's going to think you know i could have bought another car for this Dude is 18 and thought, hey, mm-hmm. they put $30,000 in my account. I'll spend it. You know, that's, yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show where every day's a party, every meal's a feast. It's just like Mardi Gras without the beef. Hey. Mark, you know, we all have little goals in life. Some are, are things that we talk about. Others are things we keep private. Mm-hmm. Um, here is some, yeah, and a lot of times when somebody will share a goal of something they would like to do, you know, you look at it and kind of go, that's kind of cool. I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I might like to try that myself. This is not one of those stories, Mark. <laughs> really? <laughs> a Washington man makes his one millionth basketball free throw. Woo! He's 82. Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, really? So this was your goal, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In life. Guy from Washington State celebrating his 82nd birthday by completing a 17-year goal to shoot 1 million basketball th- uh, free throws. Tony Steary of Eastside in Washington said he made about 94% of the shots he took over the course of 17 years and spent a total of about 2,500 hours on the court. Steary made his one millionth free throw on Thursday, his 82nd birthday. Quote, I feel really good about it. Yeah, I do. It's great to be able to uh, perform pretty well under pressure. As you know, I don't normally have this kind of crowd here, but it went went well. I think I might have missed eight or so. Steary said he Hmm. pursued his goal by making about 100 free throws every day he spent on the basketball court. He said his best streak was making 222 shots in a row. Wow. That's two, a big two, wow. Two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have trouble with two. Yes. You know? <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm, I'd be out of a game of horse fast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> that's just, 
one million free throws. And again, everybody has a, a goal in life, and mm -hmm. I have no problem with what yours is. It's like, you know, hobbies are hobbies, whatever. But this is just not something that ever occurred to me to keep up with, you know? Right. Yeah. So now that it is, I'm starting to do the math. Okay. How many do I have to do every day to get to a million by the time I'm, I don't know, his age, 82, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Yikes, man. Mm hmm. Yikes. No, is right. I, just going to take no. I'll take a zero, Mrs. Johnson, today. Uh, <laughs> be back tomorrow for more. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And hey, just to go back very quickly, Mark, yeah. I went ahead and did the math because I'm a math kind of guy. Yeah. If I wanted to make a million free throws and just by the time I'm 82, mm -hmm. and let's just say I started on my next birthday. Yeah which is not that far away, good grief. I would have to make over 210 baskets a day. Every day. Every day. Wow. Every day for a million bucks by the time I made, or a million shots, rather. Wow. Which goes to show you how much a million is. You know, we when we talk about money in terms of the national debt or things like that, we, we forget how much one million is. Yeah. And... We have politicians throwing around billions, trillions, gazillions of dollars, you know, like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. A million dollars actually is something like if you wanted to have a million dollars in cash at whatever age, do the math and figure out how long it would take, how much you would have to put away each day starting today mm -hmm. to make it by the time you're whatever age. Right. And that'll give you an idea of what a million dollars really is. Yeah million shots, whatever you want it mm -hmm. to be, but still yeah. it's a lot. And I, I think it gets kind of frustrating when people don't recognize that, you know? Yeah, yeah true. And, and but I think especially the, the government people, Mark, that's mm -hmm. what bothers me the most is that's yeah. the government that they, they talk about money and it's theoretical for them because if you get into Congress, it's the greatest retirement plan of all time. Mm. Get elected for one two-year term, get reelected twice, and you come home with full benefits. Okay, first of all, yeah. you go into office your first year like everybody else. You're in debt with a mortgage, a couple yeah. of cars, sleeping in your office. Debt. Yeah, 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 and yeah, you come home after three terms, a liquid millionaire. You got over a million in cash in your account, legal, legal, by the way, mm -hmm. legal. Yeah. And you have full retirement benefits for the rest of your life. Right. Courtesy of the people of the United States of America. And I will say some of that legal income is something that you and I can't have. Right. Because they get access to information, which makes it possible for them to make business deals and such, which profit them tremendously that you and I don't have access to. Yep. Yeah. So it's yeah. just. It, there's so much there that's dirty and it will take, you know. It could take the most honest, mm -hmm. decent individual and corrupt yeah. because, hey, Dave, it's legal. Yeah. It's perfectly It's like unacceptable when it's the market max show talking theoretically about things. Right. But yeah. get elected. And they're like, but Dave, it's legal. Yep. There's nothing wrong with this. It yep. is perfectly legal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you've ever wondered, it's what's wrong. Yeah. If you've ever wondered why somebody in their 80s, in their mid to upper 80s, runs for office every two years going back to Washington, D.C., when they're, when they're already, they're already wealthy. They're in their 80s, and they're right. really, really wealthy. Mm -hmm. There's only two reasons, only mm -hmm. two, that are legitimate, real-world, honest reasons. One, okay. money. Mm -hmm. Piles and piles and piles of money. Two, they owe people. 
There you go. Not necessarily money, but they owe people. They've made promises and they, and they've got to stay. Those are the only reasons it's money and they owe somebody who has power over them. Those are the only reasons. Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know, during the course of our evenings with our significant others, Mark and I do not live together. We're not married. We're not Bert and Ernie. Um, although I don't know if Bert and Ernie are married. I'm, I'm sure Sesame Street will now make them married because that's what they do. But anyway, I digress. Um, LaDonna has hooked me on a number of, uh, I'm going to put in air quotes, reality shows that I probably wouldn't watch because I'm... I have a sense of humor that's not really that good for public stuff. So privately, you know, in our own room, that, that's fine. Right. And yeah. I realized that's why she wants me to watch these shows with her, you know, because watching these shows together actually allows her to say things that she's thinking, you know, mm, and yeah. they're crazy, Mark. I mean, from bridezillas to I weigh 3,000 pounds and don't know why to, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I, anyway. So when I see a headline that says bride kicks mom and pet pig out of wedding okay i'm thinking how did i miss this one and was the pet pig a person or an actual oink i mean because you don't know i mean when you're dealing with some of these programs nowadays you just don't know mark yep well a woman has claimed she had her wedding day ruined by her mother's pet pig after it went on a rampage and smashed several expensive glass decorations. The bride said she'd told her mom several times that her pig was not invited to the wedding, but had been told that she needed it there as her support animal. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Although the woman claimed her mom has not officially registered the pig as such. Disaster struck on wedding day when the bride's mom turned up with her pet pig in tow as the pig scared the bride's new sister-in-law when it rubbed up against her, who in turn (laughs) scared the pig by screaming. The scream, the pig, that that is, then ran through the reception and ended up bumping into some decorations, which then broke, prompting the bride to boot her mom and the pig out of the wedding. In a post on Reddit, the woman first claimed her mom had been trying to force her to make her wedding pig-friendly. She said, back when I was planning my wedding, my mom kept on trying to add things to my wedding specifically for the pig. For example, she wanted him to have his own buffet. I Uh, turned all her ideas down and told her the pig will not be attending my wedding. Even after I told her I didn't want him at the wedding, she continued to try to get me to plan my wedding around him. She told me she needs him to be there because it's her support animal. He isn't a registered support animal, even though he does bring her a big deal of comfort all right i get it okay yeah, right. i i get it that we have become a world of adults having to have their teddy bear okay exactly but <laughs> i don't understand how people think that they you know should inflict this on everyone else it just boggles my mind it's not as uncommon as one might think mm-hmm. these types of things are happening now this is an extreme circumstance that's kind of funny and all i'm thinking it reminds me of the brady bunch you know the the wedding the episode i guess it was the pilot when you know the brady's got married and the dog and cat were chasing one another and it ruined the whole day and the wedding cake and all that (laughs) yeah yeah but that was a sitcom written in the 60s you know yeah so now our world has become a sitcom from the 60s that's what it is and (laughs) you know why i don't understand mark i did i miss that day of life when they said 
everything is about you and what you want and nobody else matters. <laughs> Probably you did. Uh, I just don't. It, it's like, you know what? It all goes back to parking in a handicapped spot. You know, oh, there yes. are some people who are not handicapped that just feel entitled to park in the handy to heck with everybody else. It right. doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm entitled because I want it. Right. And therefore they do. And it happened again yesterday. It happens every day. And I really do wish there was something that could be done about it. But some people just do not care. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. The pig at the wedding, forcing it on everybody else. And it's like, just stay home. If you can't be there for your daughter at her wedding, okay, right. without your pig that she has said is not welcome, it's a pig for crying out loud, yep. okay? Look, man, I have a lot of, I get a lot of joy from our pets. I do, but and I like having them around. But no, there's a place for everything. Mm-hmm. And the only place for a pig at a wedding is if you're having a morning buffet and it's in a blanket. <laughs> radio.fm the mark and mac show and you know it is a typical monday in that uh for us um we're thinking how can we take a five-day weekend around you know and then we realized that was out loud so now we're answering questions and sorry about that so no we're we're here all but we don't just plan vacations i mean right well we don't really plan. We just plan time off. Anyway, <laughs> I was thinking that based on the story, we're going to tell you this. We can actually turn this into, I don't know, like, um, let's go to this. Let, let's take a, an investigative tour of this place in Pennsylvania <laughs> okay. and we'll report back to you. So we'll need about, I don't know, five to 10 days off work, mm-hmm. but Sounds it will right. be a working vacation. We yeah. will work while we're doing it because you know what? For us working is thinking about doing the show anytime we think about doing the show or a bit for the show that actually is work constitutes mm-hmm. work so we're almost working 24 7 for you that's exactly right <clears throat> if you don't believe us ask the irs Cent- to centralia pennsylvania centralia dude, pennsylvania because- on the east coast of the united states once a busy mining town until the events of may 1962 altered its future forever a fire began in a landfill and spread to the labyrinth of coal mines thousands of feet below the surface. It's still raging away today, 61 years later. Many attempts to extinguish the subterranean blaze have failed, and noxious gases, such as carbon monoxide, continue to seep out of the cracks in the crumbling ground, making it a dangerous place to live. There are even signs posted around the town warning visitors not to go near certain areas that are especially dangerous they still do since the fire started the vast majority of the residents there have moved away after being relocated by the state in 1983 and their homes flattened at the town's peak in 1890 just over 2700 people lived in centralia as of 2020 there were just five (laughs) the state said the fire could continue to burn for another century with others reckoning it could be hundreds more years before it finally extinguishes itself there were at least 259 underground mine fires across more than a dozen states as of last September, according to the uh, Federal Office of Surface Mining Data. But some researchers believe there could be thousands more burning in coal seams that are unaccounted for. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Did you, Mark? Is this something you knew? I, this is something that was familiar when I saw it. I think I have seen mm-hmm. stories about Centralia in the past, but it's not one of those things that's, you know, right. a big newsworthy story. 
but it is something. I just remember the movie on. Nothing But Trouble made me look into the stuff, you know, yeah. to see if it was because I thought it was not. I thought it was just all made up. And then I found out when that movie came out, John Candy, Chevy Chase, right. uh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd, Demi Moore. I liked the movie. I, me and three others, okay, <laughs> but you know. I saw it and I thought it was a good film and I liked it, but mm-hmm. I had no idea. I I didn't know it was based on a real thing and it yeah. is. It yeah. actually is based on these underground fires that yeah. I didn't know existed, man. Yeah. And the fact that they do just makes it really weird. It is strange. You just don't think about things like that. What gets me is it's a dangerous place because of carbon monoxide fumes and things like that. But people over the years have been drawn to it. Oh, let's go to Centralia and look at all that yeah. weird stuff. The coal mines are on fire. Let's go there. And they like, there's a closed road that has been cracked, split open because of the heat and right. everything from underneath. And the fumes are coming up. Smoke is coming up through the asphalt and people have gone there with spray paint and paint and put their names on the road and things like <laughs> that. It's just like, it's just, they're, wow. they're, they're demonstrating <laughs> to the world just how dumb you can be. Right. You know, <laughs> and the and the, sign this <laughs> yeah and the people in the town like finally said this is so dangerous you the signs are up you and you ignore the signs they finally took it upon themselves to gather up a bunch of dirt and cover the road up just to keep people <laughs> from going out there wait a minute wait a minute Kill this. mark and mac are back the mark and mac show weekday mornings on liferadio.fm Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. Are we ready? Yes. Are we? Are we? Yes. yes, I'm sorry. Hey, is this thing on? I hear you breathing. <laughs> How you doing, Mark? I think I need another weekend, a longer one this time. Uh, <laughs> wow. What in the world is this? It only two days off, man. I, no, what's wrong? <laughs> I thought we had both agreed. This was, you know, <laughs> we were going to be on the two-day week by now. <laughs> All right. You know, the days we ought to work, we just, well, no, nah, it doesn't matter. We ought to work Fridays. We got to work Friday because Friday's a great day to work. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> all right well <laughs> sorry i look at it there's a a number of weird things going on and i i did want to ask you if um is is it legal to eat cat meat and does it taste like chicken my cat oh, is driving no. me nuts man oh no well, nah, it's just one of those things you know anyway mm-hmm. i but i do wonder about that sometimes because people eat weird stuff all over the world and i know yeah. dog and cat are staples in some areas That's you know true. not yeah. here yeah but you know, one time you and I were talking about, we, you know, dogs and cats, and we got around to monkeys eating right. monkey meat and right, found yeah. out that you can buy monkey meat in a can like tuna. Yeah. You remember that? I do remember just, that. Well, it's... I went and tried to find a can and couldn't find a can of monkey meat. And to be honest with you, I don't think I would have bought it if I had found it. I just, you know, because it sounded like a funny thing to do, you know, yeah, it yeah. did. But then as I got closer to doing it, going to these different, you know, um, stores that cater to a specific um a uh, group of individuals who live here in the U.S. now, mm-hmm. and I tried different stores, and I thought, well, they got lots of weird stuff, but usually they smelled so different, I couldn't really. My eyes would tear up going into these stores to look for odd meats, and I thought, <laughs> if I find monkey meat, I'm just gonna not buy it because you know. So I quit looking. I just stopped. And that's, that's, yeah, you know. Well, I'm, I I've tried looking it up online. In fact, while you were just saying that, I thought, well, yeah, I wonder if you can find it. No. <laughs> no. you would think okay. you would think if it was there um it would be there but yeah. i'm oh, i yeah. can find pictures but i sure. can't find places where you can actually go buy it you know right so so 
I guess then cat on a stick and dog on a stick are still going to be just places that uh, still have, they still have them as pets, but they also have them as food. So there you go. I have, I guess what I'm volunteering for is if somebody would like to try that raising cat, start with my cat, start with him and go from there. But based on the way he treats me, he's not going to taste very good. Oh, bless his heart. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know not that i want to bring my dirty laundry to work okay <laughs> but in that bag over in the corner it is a cat no okay? no it's not no, my laundry no. moving no i'm kidding I, well i was driving over riverside and i didn't oh, have any bricks so no. i thought i better wait yeah so i'm on the big bridge and uh, i thought hey he could be a friend right. to that big huge catfish down there you know i mean look catfish Cat crazy. Here you go. Play. <laughs> cats are different. I mean, as dog guys, I mean, and I grew up with cats around the house. I was talking with Jane about it over the weekend. She grew up with cats around the house, but there came a point where we just, eh, we had, we had a cat that we took in that, that had, you know, basically lost its home because right. the folks that had the cat for a long time, Moved into a place they couldn't have pets anymore, and and so we said, all right, I will take the cat, and I've had cats all my life. This cat hated us, absolutely hated right. us, didn't want to be in the house, used our bed as its restroom. I just, you know, we got I got home from work one day, and our, we had our Teflon grill griddle on the kitchen counter, and the cat had said, okay, that's next. And it had, <laughs> it had used our Teflon griddle to send a message. And I'm like, all right, well, here's your message. Wow. But my, my mom's got this cat that she takes care of that it's not really her cat. It's kind of the neighborhood cat because I've seen that cat all over the place. When I'm going to her house, I've seen, I've seen it blocks away and, um, right. And, uh, it doesn't have a collar or a tag of any kind, but it makes the rounds. I know it does, you know, going from house to house. Well, they're not home. I'll eat over the other place, you know? (laughs) Right. And that cat follows her around and and yells at her when it wants to be fed if he if she leaves the room and hasn't fed the cat it will go out it will follow her and nip at her heels literally biting her heels like you didn't feed me you didn't feed me you didn't feed me you didn't feed me it will it will it will go and get in between her feet you know, and weave back and forth while she's <laughs> right? walking. She's 87. She's going to, I'm going to get a call to come to her house because she's, you know, fallen and can't get up because this cat has tripped her because she didn't feed the cat. <laughs> wow. And I'm thinking, wow. the cat's thinking, well, if she won't feed me, I'll trip her up and I'll eat her. You know, <laughs> that's what the cat's thinking. <laughs> yeah, there you go. God mm-hmm. love them. That's Bless it. their hearts. Yes. I think those ears are horns. Not They're not ears. They're horns. That's what it is. <laughs> Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, I have to be very honest with you. When I saw this story title, I'm not kidding. I thought Gilligan's Island. Because when I see rescue from, that's what I think of. I'm not, and I don't know why that is. I, it only was on one time, 1978, on TV, you know, and right, I watched yeah. it like millions of others, but it wasn't, you know, it's not like it was gone with the wind. Right. It's just rescue from Gilligan's Island, and it didn't even have the real ginger on it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, you know what? 
They should get the fake ginger and the fake Jan and put those together and have their own fake TV show. You know, that's what they should do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> so we have a rescue from a tunnel, right? Yeah. In Rome, police responded to a call that a man was trapped in a tunnel that had collapsed. The tunnel's entrance was in a closed store. And the police think the guy was going to use the tunnel to get into a bank that was closed for the weekend. The man had some accomplices. They'd been digging the tunnel when it collapsed. He got caught in the tunnel, and luckily, one of his digging buddies called for help. It took an emergency crew eight hours to free the man who was buried wow. 30 feet down in the rubble. Ooh. Well, you know, that Rome tunnel wasn't built in a day. Oh. But I'm pumped. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. I was telling Mark during the music that Saturday night at our house, power went off. I mean, there there was no storm or anything that I was aware of, right? Mm -hmm. And when you wake up, and we are, um, you've been an empty nester. You and Jane have right. not, Joe has not been in your house in decades. Right, long but time. it hasn't been that way for me, okay? Right. It just hasn't. So we, and Bray, you know, we usually have, Braylon spends the night with us. At, our usual night is Friday night, and yet, it is just me and LaDonna Saturday night into Sunday morning. And the power goes off at like one, one thirty in the morning. Yeah. And it, it woke us up because, you know, even in the winter, I had to put a daggone window air conditioning unit. We got central heat and air, mm -hmm. but I had to put a window unit in our bat in our bedroom because LaDonna wanted it to be colder. Even in the winter when it's 30 <laughs> degrees outside, I said, baby, just open the window. No, no, no. Anyway, so you got heat going on in every other part of the house, but our vents are blocked so she can have the air on at wow. any rate. So it will, you know, but at one thirty in the morning on an August, it doesn't matter how we talk about, oh, it feels so good. It feels like fall is here early. Mm -hmm. It's been muggy and hot and it's August and the power went off, which meant the air was off uh. and it only took a couple of minutes, you know, for that <laughs> to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And, uh, I told LaDonna at one point, I'm like, well, go ahead and turn the fan on, you know, cause I'm an idiot. And of course, I get up to go walking around. I'm turning on lights and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you know how that is when the yeah. power's out. But yeah. I got up and she goes, where are you going? And I said, well, because it's like, you know, you go back to when you're 25 and you're on your own for the first time kind of thing. And, well, 21. Anyway, the power goes off. You want to make sure that, you know, <laughs> it wasn't your check didn't bounce for the power. They right. cut, You know, it's not yeah, like you're yeah. the only one off. And I told LaDonna, I said, well, just in case somebody is cutting our power to come up and kill us, yeah. I thought I'd go outside and look. <laughs> Now, I would have expected her to make a joke, really, right. in your underwear. Yeah. Uh -huh. But no, she's like, well, hey, take your bat with you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thanks, dear. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so I grab the cane slash bat, you know, and I'm going down the stairs all the while thinking, okay, I'm going to go outside oh, just to make sure it is everybody, right? <laughs> and I did. I, I actually uh, went out there and I'm looking around. And I'm like, if the power cuts on right now and all, yeah. any of my neighbors are outside looking, there's a spotlight, you know, that we, one of those dust, we got a light that shines from the garage. Right. Yeah. And it's like a spotlight, man. And I'm out here in my underwear <laughs> with a baseball bat. If that, if power comes back on, it's showtime, baby. You know, <laughs> I'm like those dancing frogs. <laughs> It'll be fun. But anyway, so <laughs> it was uh, just one of those weird things in the middle of the night and it yeah. stayed off for a while. So then, but LaDonna goes on the on the website, you know, the Alabama Power website, and it's down. 
And <laughs> that's encouraging. I, like, I know. I thought, <laughs> oh man, what if there's been a hack? You know, we're going to be without power. So that was what I immediately said. So then she calls the number. We did the old fashioned thing and actually dialed the phone. Yeah. And they said, oh yeah, your power's off. And I'm like, duh. duh. Um, it'll be back on by four. Like, it doesn't really help us. So it was probably something planned, you know, one of those things they do that they don't yeah. tell you about. Yeah. But anyway, so that was a real treat. Mm. But, you know, but it, it's still you when the power comes back on, you know, because I had gotten up and walked around in the house, every light was on. Right. Yes. And I mean, the power meter outside our house, it had turned into a fan on its own, you know. Right. It's yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, well, I, I want to go back but then, you know, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say we're old, and so we got it bad early, and so you know. Yeah. To be honest with you, it wasn't that. I, I was like, "Well, should I stay up?" Like, no, come on, Dave. <laughs> you don't get up at two thirty on a Sunday morning. Go to back that bed. But anyway, what? Okay, let's let's go back to what you yeah. thought it could possibly be. <laughs> sure. Somebody yeah. cutting off your power because they're coming mm-hmm. to kill you. You yes. you really should think about about the amount of mm-hmm. murder stories and things that you that you're having to deal with <laughs> because Mark <laughs> Ladonna asked me why I put a deadbolt on the bathroom and I said I can't really explain. You know. <laughs> Life Radio FM the Mark and Mac show. And hey, Mark, every now and again, a weird story comes up, like power going off on a Saturday night or Sunday morning, right, you know, yeah. in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. And I did think about that. I'm going to be honest with you. It it did cross my mind that maybe I need to do something different with my spare time, you know, <laughs> instead of just doing crime-related <laughs> stuff all the time. But I did think, what do you, what do you think about if, if the power goes off in the middle of the night for no reason? What do you think? I mean, you're telling me, here's the thing, guys, just so you know, I told Mark about this and I'm, I'm telling you, I actually, what I told you happened is what happened. Yeah. I tell Mark that, and before we start the show and he goes, yeah, I think our power is off too. You know, I have this sound machine and it rebooted and all my mm-hmm. computers were down. So your power goes off in the yeah. middle of the night and you just look around and go, I'm good. Yeah. And I, power goes off at my house and I'm out here like a commando in the front yard waiting <laughs> on the dirty dozen to show up. You know, that's just right. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you wonder about yeah, things. This doesn't bother us. I mean, I've never. My first thought is, hey, must be a storm. And then you check, and it's not raining. It's like, yeah, man, it could be somebody hit a power pole or something. You know, just make the best of it. You do what you can. And I've done the same thing you do. You know, you get up and you go. You instinctively, it's just, it's a reflex. You turn on the lights as you go by, and right. there's no power. Yeah. You know, right? And, and eventually, the power. And I, I over the years, I've tried to remember. Okay, I turned lights. I turned switches on on the way to get the flashlight or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I try to remember to turn them all back off again, but it never fails. It never fails. There's always at least one. The power comes back on and you're ding, you wake up oh, yeah. and, and the lights are on, you know, you know, one of the cool things about it though, is now we don't have to, you don't have to, I, I don't look for a flashlight cause I've got one on my phone. Right. And the thing is, is, is it weird that, you know, I, my phone, First, second, third thoughts have nothing to do with restoring power. It has to do with my comfort. Okay. I can, you know, here's my flashlight on my phone, but well, I got my yeah. phone so I can watch something on TV. I can watch a movie, you know, right, I can, yeah. and it's like, why is that? Meanwhile, LaDonna's going, Hey, make sure you don't open the refrigerator. If the power's going to be out right. for long, blah, blah, blah. You right. know, she's yeah. thinking like that. And yep. I'm thinking, making sure there's not commandos on my front yard. <laughs> 
that I can still watch TV. You know, that's that's what I'm thinking. You know, and I have a generator, and the one of the things that goes through my mind is, well, you know, if if it's off for a long time, you can fire up the generator. And then it's like, mm. I really don't want to have to go through the hassle of firing up right. the generator. I don't want to drag oh, that yeah. thing out into the driveway and stand out there uh, and pull on it and pull on it and pull on it mm-hmm. to get it started. I don't want to have to go through all that and, and running extension cords into the house and, right. and all that. I mean, come on, Alabama Power, do your job. <laughs> well, that's great. You know what? Remember, we used to do ads for these com- companies that would do the uh, automatic generator yeah. turn on. Uh-huh, now, yeah. granted, I mean. You know, if the power goes off, you know, this thing kicks on automatically and, and it runs a test once a week automatically right, and yeah. you have no, you know, continuous power. But uh-huh. here's the thing. And, and I, hey, you know what? If you're so rich that having an alternative form of power, you know, so you can be your own thing, no <laughs> yeah. worries. I, right? I'm just yeah. going to be honest with you that if you, for the cost of doing that, you can have a separate house that actually is solar powered and everything else. So you don't have to, you know, you just leave your house. We'll come back when the power's back on and we'll take our private helicopter to do that. You know, Hey, since we're up, y'all want to go to New York city, you know, or go to the beach because that's what it costs to install one of those things. It automatically kicks on just so you can have power. Wow. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show and uh, oh man um funny thing mark yeah and i don't remember exactly where i was because i didn't it didn't kick in until later but i was in my car at, the windows rolled down and heard i was and i'm listening to us i'm listening to life radio okay right, yeah and i'm in my car i got my phone my bluetooth all that the thing is i hear the same song playing in a car over I thought I had, I thought, well, I'm getting old. My radio might be up too high, right? <laughs> and I turned mine down and realized, hey, wait a minute. What car is it? So I start eyeballing which car, because it was us. The, the odds of the That's same fun. song yeah. playing, you know. Right. It, it, it The same song, is, but in the same verse, you know, in that same, mm-hmm. come on, man. This yeah. is, and so I don't know which car, because the tur- light turned, and I'm still sitting there. People are honking. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who's got this. <laughs> anyway just one of those weird moments i still don't know who it was so there you go but i appreciate it yeah all right mm, anyway great. mark why is possum spelled opossum i don't know i've always wondered why and then as a kid saying opossum and being corrected by your mother no here we say possum <laughs> you know so i just don't understand but i thought it was something everybody knew but me no I, I really okay. don't know. I don't understand why it's an opossum, but we say possum. You know, he's playing possum. We don't say, yeah, hey, boy, he's playing opossum. It's just, <laughs> we, <laughs> that sounds weird, doesn't it? So we, oh, boy, it's another opossum. Uh-huh, exactly. But uh, the girls' bathroom at a Florida elementary school became a wildlife zone when a wandering possum, or opossum, you pick, took, uh, took up residence in the restroom. The Brevard County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that school resource deputy Matt Swartz was informed shortly after the morning bell rang at Indy Atlantic Elementary School that there was an intruder on the campus. Swartz soon discovered the interloper, a possum, was closed inside the girls' bathroom. 
the deputy blocked the door and set up a perimeter with crime scene tape and a sign designating the bathroom as a wildlife zone while waiting for animal rescuers. The possum was removed from the building by personnel from Wild Florida Rescue. I'm kind of liking the yellow caution tape and all that. You know. I do too. He had a sense of humor about it. That was good. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad, but <laughs> that just isn't something you want to hear your kids telling that story when they get home. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, you got opossums in the bathroom and bats in the belfry. What's next? <laughs> Monkey on the plate. Oh. Life radio dot FM. The Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, when um, we make jokes about the dog uh, having gas, mm-hmm. and we both have dogs, and, you know, yeah. that, it's an ongoing joke. It wasn't me. It was the dog. Right. Well, when you have a little dog like you have, right. you know, and you get him as a puppy, mm-hmm. they they don't really, they, they make a stinker, but usually mm-hmm. not not the invisible kind. <laughs> well, my, my Our dog mine does <laughs> really yes. he does yes Cooper he's bad does. cooper oh. he can i mean he'll he goes to sleep and relaxes and oh whoa wow holy really moly. yes <laughs> never i've had small ones that i blamed a lot of things mm, on yes. but not that it, you know well <laughs> hank is like living with a really old fat man so yeah. it's there's a constant stench you know mm. And LaDonna was talking about how, you know, you have to, these English Bulldogs, they require, they're like a gremlin. They have like a rule sheet, you know, things you have to do to take care of them. And it's like, I'm, she's always talking to me. Did you wipe this? Did you do that? No, I didn't, honey. You know why? It's a dog. You know, I like him and all that, but no, I, and so you're, you're cleaning an area that is going to stink on a good day. Right. Why are you complaining about it? Why? You know, mm-hmm. I, I know what you're doing. Yes, it's bad. It's kind of like if your job was to clean out porta potties uh-huh. and that was your job every day, day right. in and day out, would you really come home every day from, Hey honey, how was it? It was stinky. It was horrible. It stank like, <laughs> would that be your conversation or would you move on? You know, that's and, funny. But what made me think of that was, okay, Washington State University has the quote-unquote smelly corpse flower blooming. Oh, yeah, yeah, those things. And they're the nastiest thing of all time. Mm, They are. But people will line up to go and see. It's like the finger. It's like pull my finger flower. I have no idea why this is popular. But then again, I don't know why people like oysters. So, you know, (laughs) Washington State University announced its corpse flower, a plant nicknamed after its signature stank, bloomed for the first time on the school's Vancouver campus. The plant, known scientifically as Titan Arum, started its brief bloom last week, and the school shared time-lapse video of the plant's opening. The university's flower, called Titan Van Coog, (laughs) <laughs> was planned huh. uh, by, wait a minute, plane? What? That's got to be a typo. By Associate Professor of Molecular Biosciences, Steve Sylvester, in 2002. Oh, it was planted. That's it. Uh, using <laughs> a seed from the uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison's Titan Arum plant, which is known as Big Bucky. <laughs> They're naming these wow. smelly plants. The wow. school said this week's bloom was the first for Titan Van Coog. The plants famously take years for their first bloom, but officials said the 17-year time period for Washington State's plant was likely due to its, uh, it was 
something called corm cloning. It's cloning itself, causing it to have up to four leaves at a time instead of the standard one leaf. So it took a long time. for. It's usually something like seven years, if I remember correctly. From the right. other, because we've okay. had the, we have about one of yeah. these stories a year, you know, right? But <laughs> seventeen wow. years is a long time for people to wait it, for the know, stank. Yeah, exactly. I thought you know we <laughs> go down any aisle at the Dollar General, and you're going to find things that are anti-stink related. You know, yeah. So yeah, you spend all this time and money making sure something doesn't smell. But hey, if you can label it as a unique, different thing that only happens every once in a while, right. yeah. hey, let's let's charge admission yeah, I'm so waiting. i'm thinking we might do this at my house mark we mm. might just start trying i'll it only happens once every other year wow you know dave max stank house come on and check it out well you, you mentioned dollar general that i was thinking well they wouldn't make any money off of that because going up and down the aisles there you're bound to pass someone who stinks like <laughs> this plant wow wow LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. Just kind of having that recovery Monday. You know, <laughs> we both had just weird stuff going on. And it's like, so now, wait a minute. You know that you're, you know, you've had a weird world weekend mm-hmm. when you come back to work Monday going, thank you, Jesus. Back to normal. <laughs> just let us just start right here. It's all good. You know? Yeah. This is like the one place where things make sense. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now. As long as we're here, there is a goal in training animals, especially when you have a pet. And oftentimes we will use things, you know, to bribe them. Now, you don't do this with children, but it does work with puppies. And (laughs) so you've been doing some training with your puppy, right? Oh, yeah. Cooper trying to get him. uh, You know, you you want your dog to come when you call him. Hey, Cooper, come on. Come here, buddy. But mine would just kind of sit over in the corner and go. Okay, what does he want? Mm-hmm. You know, he just right. <laughs> he wouldn't come. So I did. I did a little reading and decided I'm going to have to go buy some treats and bribe the dog into doing what I want him to do. But and that's a temporary thing. You just you develop the habit using the treats, and then after a while, you don't have to have them, and they just you know they obey. And, and now the dog is following me around the house. I'm like you got a treat, you got a treat. <laughs> you got another. You got another one of those things. You know, right? I can hold my hand down. I, uh, down near the floor and he'll come over and he, very cautiously he'll stand just out of reach but stretch as hard as he can straight over to see if i have a treat he doesn't want to come over and see me he just wants to see if i have a treat you know <laughs> and see, i oh, think about God. well the way you could get away from that is to give him something stanky or nasty but dogs <laughs> like stanky and nasty That's so true. you know Roll you can't even it. do that <laughs> yes it's like let me find the nastiest po- oh wait a minute I'll go over there. I'll be right back. But you mm-hmm. just had a bath. I don't, you know, I don't smell myself right. yet. Yeah. That's the thing. No, 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 don't eat that. No. Yep. It's, it's, oh, gosh. No, no, no. That's what I mean. So you, how do you do the anti-training? Once they've gotten used to you say their name, they come, they get a treat. Mm. And eventually, eventually, they're going to, you're going to draw back a nub. You're going to wake <laughs> up one day and Cooper's going to be standing by the side of the bed going, I told you I wanted that bacon snack, dude. <laughs> Mark and Mac Mornings, only on LifeRadio.fm.